Welcome to Atlantic Age, a series of podcasts that explore the people and places of Darnus, Scotland's most northwesterly community. I'm Ronnie Lansley. I moved to Balnakeel Craft Village in 1981. My name is Lotta Globe. I came to Balnakeel in 1968. What Balnakeel Craft Village is now is not what it started off to be. It was built in the 1950s, after the Second World War, as a barracks for an early warning station that would allow a three-minute or five-minute warning of a nuclear attack. By the time the barracks were built and the, the, the military were prepared to move in, the equipment that was going to be installed was obsolete and they could do the same from further south. The county council started to look at the potential of doing something with Balmakeel that would provide accommodation, workshops and retail outlets for artists and craft workers. I left school at 14 and went straight to pottery. That was my life. In 1968, my husband and me and our two kids were living in near Ogan and my husband worked in a sawmill. And I had a ton of clay and an electric kiln and a wheel and was desperate to set up a pottery somewhere. We heard about Balnakil Craft Village through something that was called the Highland Development Board. So we went up and saw the place and I thought it was magic with this enormous building with broken windows and no doors and and but what a start. So we arrived there the 24th of July in 1968 at 3 o'clock in the morning and there was a huge military exercise with the whole of NATO. Huge lorries, tanks, helicopter flying all over. I was ready to leave. <laughs> we couldn't anyway. And they were quite useful because they got the kiln off the lorry. So... We chose the hospital building. It was a bombshell, you know, everything was vandalised. There was no water, no electric. You could look straight into the sewage. The windows were smashed, the door doors was broken down. I had another building where I could set up the wheel and um, first monster through a thousand pots ready to sell because we needed to earn some money. My husband was very good at doing things, you know. The first thing we got was getting a toilet fixed by taking a toilet from another building. And within a week we had a toilet and one tap running. Everything was concrete. The ceiling, solid concrete. The floor, solid concrete. The walls, cement blocks and and steel windows. And uh, they were most unhealthier, actually, because there was no damp cores in the buildings, so they were very, very damp. That when you sat in the kitchen drinking your tea, it would drip from the ceiling because of the condensation. So the first thing we did was collect our egg boxes and put them on the ceiling in the kitchen and in the bedroom. But everything was... A huge achievement. We had been there for four years and then council thought, oh, it is sort of 
doing well. Well, we were beginning to do enough anyway. And um, so they decided to advertise the craft villains in the Sunday Times. I think it was 1973. A lot of new people came in. I feel the 70s was really exciting to do up the buildings. Uh, at that point, there was still a huge military building out on Farad Head with massive building with teak floors and copper pipes and and all these things. So we used to go out and take lots of the teak floors to make cupboards and, and uh, flooring and copper pipes to get water going and so on um, until the uh, military got fed up of us going taking it so they bombed the whole thing. In 1980, I left working with Edinburgh University, where I'd been for 10 years, and I uh, was looking for the alternative lifestyle, self-sufficiency and one doing one's own thing and uh, uh, living off the land and looking after one's own destiny. I quickly realised that could never happen, but that was the plan in 1981. And I had um, just begun a relationship with my long-term partner now, Gwen. We discovered Balnakeel Craft Village from an advert in the Times. A candle-making business in Balnakeel Craft Village was for sale. We came to see the this candle-making business, and I certainly was not craft in any respect, but Gwen made soft toys and children's clothes and was taken by the shop, which was full of candles, and the building had been had been brought to a reasonable standard. Quite a lot of work had been carried out Polish. on it. We'll come to that in a minute. <laughs> we were keen to make a move on it, but we had to go back to Edinburgh and sell a house. Within a couple of weeks, we had a phone call to say that the building in Balnakeel Craft Village that we had looked at had been sold. About two or three months later, the same building was advertised once again in the Sunday Times. I phoned up the new owner and uh, yes, he had moved in three months previously and was desperate to sell. Um, Barnacle was not what this chap had uh, anticipated it to be. And uh, I, made a, I made a commitment to him that as soon as I'd sold my building in Edinburgh, I would purchase the building in Barnacle for his asking price. And every week until we sold our house in Edinburgh, I got a phone call to make sure that I hadn't backed away from it. We moved up to Barnacle in September 1981. We arrived with a large truck. And all the kids was very interested in because they had a whole removable van with posh furniture. They had a sofa <laughs> and they were all desperate to help Ronnie to move in because they thought this must be really posh people. <laughs> I can recall the day we moved in and yes, there was people descended from every quarter of Balnakeel Craft Village. And we had invested everything to, to come to Balnakeel. We had absolutely 
no money when we arrived. We had sold all our all our good possessions. What we brought with us was <laughs> <laughs> what nobody would buy in the town. <laughs> so we moved to Balnakeel with what we felt was nothing, except we had a building that we had paid for and the opportunity to make a little bit of money uh, because we, there was a shop. And we just slowly but surely worked away at stocking the shop with handmade crafts that we made. And there we were for the next 17 years. It was new, it was daunting, but it was exciting. And people were keen to make Barnacle their own. They were all young people, and most of them was wanting to make a go of the crafts. There was a lot of helping each other. It was great for children because they could, everybody was friendly to children and they could go in and out of everybody's workshop. You never had to think, where's little Johnny or Peter, you know. They would be somewhere with somebody. When Mrs. Satcher came in, we were told we had to buy the buildings. And I was really cross because I thought, it's my building. I've done everything to it. Why should I buy it? And we couldn't afford to buy it, even if I think they went for 1400 But that was an enormous amount of money when we didn't have the money. And um, that's where I think things started changing. Well, the opportunity came along to form a community cooperative that gave the residents of Balnakeel Craft Village the chance to work together to a common aim. So we spent a couple of years discussing it. We formed Balnakeel yeah. Craft Village Community Cooperative. We ran a minibus service. There was a team of people that started to look after the common ground. Got the buildings painted. Buildings painted. We had a cooperative coffee shop. And that went well. Everybody in Barnakeel had a different vision. There was always this conflict of interest about commercial development of Barnakeel Craft Village, for want of better words, and the the natural development of Barnakeel Craft Village, where people just came in and done their own thing and didn't feel as if they were being channeled into a a, a kind of institutionalised way of development. Which they weren't, but they thought well, they Well, it, it was different different views yeah. from different people. And well, I think some people were just happy to be easygoing living, and some people needed to make a go. When the uh, co-op shut down, uh, I felt disillusioned. By then I also wanted to move out. I only meant to stay for four years. <laughs> but I always had the longing to live in the mountains. I always wanted to live at Loch Arable. I had tried three times, third time Lockie, so I moved there. We wanted to invest more in our house and our living and we got offered the chance to purchase a piece of land in Durness and build a purpose-built living accommodation shop and workshop and I brought up two children in Balnakeel Craft Village and I would not have missed that for anything. For me, it remains that I had a jolly good time. 
and I would do it again if I was young. Atlantic Age is produced by Will Sadler and commissioned by Ronnie Lansley of Darnus Local Studies Group. <laughs>